Hello, this is Peter Stewart, and this is Get A Better Broadcast Podcast and Video Voice, short daily podcast all about helping you with your presentation style, particularly when you're reading and uh, reading scripts, therefore marking up scripts, and marking up scripts comes from writing better scripts in the first place and we've also spoken about uh, breathing as well as reading and later on inflection and projection and, and, and phonation and resonation and all sorts of things to help you get a better broadcast podcast and video voice. We're in the midst of marking up your script to help you read better, more confidently, more competently as well. Now in the strictly literary world, Ellipses show where a word or phrase has been omitted from the script. Yeah, you've probably seen that. But in scripts for news or commercials, the, the ellipses, the dot, dot, dots, or the or the dashes, sounds as though we're about to break into Morse code, doesn't it, are likely to be used as a, as a more kind of eye-catching alternative to a comma because they help break up a sentence more obviously so the reader can see a series of phrases and where a slight pause may need to be taken either for a breath or for effect. So, take the sentence that you can see there in the show notes. So, you can see it there. I'm not going to read it out. You just read to yourself, because I don't want to influence you with uh, with what we're about to move on to. So, you just read that sentence that's there in the show notes. Okay, I'll give you a few seconds and a little bit of silence so you can do that. Now, you probably read the four words after the comma almost running on from the first part of the sentence, but written with a dash replacing that comma, and perhaps you've got an instruction to add a slight pause for anticipation and then voice the final phrase with a minor sense of, of irony or surprise. Yeah. So the first time you could, with a comma, read it as the leader of the council has resigned after just three days. But with those dashes there replacing the comma, maybe you've got the leader of the council has resigned after just three days. Yeah, You, you see what difference those dashes make as opposed to a comma. It highlights that that second part, that second part of the sentence, that, that subsequent phrase may need to be read in a slightly different tone. Now, incidentally, having a full stop or period there would make no sense grammatically and would make the tone of the now second sentence much more portentous, perhaps, than necessary. So let's put in that full stop and see perhaps what that would signify to the reader. The leader of the council has resigned after just three days. No, it doesn't make sense, does it? That's, that's, that's wrong, so we can... We, we can eliminate the full stop there. So what I'm saying is that dashes or ellipses, you can do whatever you want, whether it's a dash, dash, dash or a dot, 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 um, so long as you're not doing an SOS message, are also used on the rare occasion that maybe a subclause is used and so indicates a change of tone when reading aloud. So a subclause is a longer phrase within a sentence, not necessarily three or four words. It's almost a, an, an aside, if you like, as you will see from the script there in the show notes about the prism. Yeah, you've got that, that, that one there. So there's a subclause there 
and it's being highlighted specifically with the dashes. Now, if, again, there were just commas there, you may pause where there's a comma, but actually that subclause needs to be lifted with a slightly different tone. Let me read it for you. How it's written there with the dashes, highlighting the change of tone within those dashes. A man who escaped from Brixton Prison after being jailed for arson just last week is thought to be responsible for a fire at the cathedral last night. Yeah? If it just had commas there, it might be a man who escaped from Brixton Prison after being jailed for arson just last week is thought to be responsible for a fire at the cathedral last night. But by putting the dashes there, it kind of raises up that whole sub-clause, the bit after being jailed for arson just last week, like that. So, dashes or slashes, either side of a middle phrase, as in this case, would indicate intonationally, not intentionally, intonationally, with your intonation, that it needs to be read in a slightly different way. Yeah, it could be a higher tone or it could be a lower tone. And additionally, the listener has to remember the first part of the sentence before it's resolved a few seconds later. So that's going to be, you've got to kind of signify, I haven't finished that first part of the sentence I'm talking about. This is a side sidebar. I'm coming back to finish that first sentence in, in two or three seconds time. Now, actually, when you're recording audio or you're presenting audio, it's actually quite difficult for the listener to do that. It's usually better if you can actually write that sentence in another way and break it up into two sentences, one sentence that says one fact and another sentence that says another fact, because then it's easier for you to read and it's easier for somebody to understand. People aren't hanging on your every word as much as you might wish they did. Okay, so if you change the construction of the sentence to eliminate that subclause, makes it easier for you and easier for them. And you've got an example there. So it would end up as a man who escaped from Brixton Prison is thought to be responsible for a fire at the cathedral last night. The suspect was jailed for arson just last week. There you go. And we're going to be talking more about marking up for phrases tomorrow as Get a Better Broadcast podcast and video voice continues. If you know somebody else who may benefit from listening to these short, free, daily podcasts, then why don't you let them know about them? Get a better broadcast podcast and video voice with me, from London, Peter Stewart. <laughs>